going to own it. Good morning, Judith. Welcome morning. to the Coach's Cup. Welcome. <laughs> I'm Sonia Green with SoniaGreenCoaching.com. And I'm Judith Fender with Judith Fender Coaching with the .com yet to come. I'm working on it. <laughs> we are working on it. We are works in progress, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. the beauty of what we're doing today, what we're talking about today, mm -hmm. which is confidence and how that bleeds into self-confidence. So that's a big one. Yeah. Actually, I, I, it's probably a big one for everybody, but it really seems to be an issue with women. Um, mm -hmm. You don't hear men talking about confidence or not having confidence as often. often. Mm -hmm. That said, my husband claims that that's just because men don't talk about it. The feeling thinking the same thing. I was like, well, Sonny, wait a minute. Is this because we talk to women all the time? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's an interesting idea. But confidence is just a feeling. Mm -hmm. Let's start with that. Because many times, um, I think there's this idea that we're born either confident or lacking confidence. Right. And really, in fact, what it is, is what we need to, to have confidence. What we need to know is first is that we're worthy and it's from, it's from knowing that we're worthy just because we are humans on this earth, that we are worthy of our best life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a big, that's a big thing for some people, right? That is. Because the brain, the brain can go down all kinds of default modes and make you think you're not worthy and make yes. you feel you're not worthy. Yes. So um, just owning any time you drop into not worthy, that's, you know, that's, that's just, that's just my old brain trying yeah. to keep me safe. Right. Because our brains are wired to fear, right? Mm -hmm. They are hardwired to fear. And if I'm doubting myself, if I'm doubting my abilities, I'm going to stay safe. I'm right. not going to branch out. <laughs> I'm not going to be eaten or, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, I'm going to stay safe. And that's not useful to us now. Right. Anything we do out of fear is not going to result in a positive um, feeling or a positive action or a positive result. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that brings up a good point because, um, many times people, I think they're, they're trying for confidence, but it's coming from a place, from a feeling of fear. Mm. And so it becomes that person who's, who walks into a party and has to be the center of attention mm. so loud and a little brash. And it's, it's coming from a place of fear. It's not coming from a place of confidence, right? Right. And, and it almost makes me think not only fear, but a place of lack of, of not feeling worthy. Self-doubt. Yeah. Self-doubt, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the same thing with bullying, you know, we have this, mm -hmm. this, uh, all of this attention that we put on bullying in schools with, with children. And many times, the bullying is the same way. It's not that these kids are feeling all this confidence. It's that they're trying to, to work up something. Right. They're trying to, by stepping on others, they feel like they are let, creating more uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? The higher standard for themselves. Yes, they're just, they're, they, they think they're building themselves up by stepping on other word. Confidence says we're all, we're all worthy. We're all like, I can support you and we're all successful. Yeah, because yeah, there's room for everybody, right? For everyone, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so that's arrogance or bullying or all of that is coming from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. And usually most of us can spot it when we really stop to look at it. Um, But we have to draw that confidence. We have to bring that from a place of being worthy, like you said. Mm -hmm. And that can be a challenge sometimes because we want to, our brains want evidence for it, right? Oh my gosh, our brains are so well-tuned to keep us, like you said, safe and um, (laughs) pain-free and small. Yeah. And that's, that's not that. even the truth, right? We can, self-doubt is painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Self-doubt and is, I'm sorry. I was going to say, and it's coming from a thought that we have total control over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so let's think about, about where we can draw since, since our brain wants evidence. Um, let's, we were talking earlier about an example with you. Okay. You want to bring that up now? So, um, during my weight loss journey and I was in the no BS, uh, women's weight loss group with Corinne Crabtree, uh, she offered to the group, um, a running opportunity, a chance to work with them to learn to run. And I knew at that point that I could hike. I was, I'm an avid hiker. I live in um, beautiful mountains of Western North Carolina. And I knew that I could hike 13 miles. Actually, I knew that's a lie. I knew I could hike 11 miles. That's the longest hike I'd ever done. And so, but what I, what I wasn't sure of was if, if I could run but I was able to translate that confidence in the mileage and to go and run, learn to run. And I did my first half marathon. Um, so which leads us is you want me to go on into self-confidence? Sure. So, that. so, sure. so just kind of carry the story into self-confidence where I'm at now is um, I've set a new goal for myself and that's to run a 30 minute 5k. And while that is something I have never done. I mean, I am the queen of the 12 minute mile. <laughs> Get a t-shirt from it. At, like no matter what I do, if I'm running a half marathon, if I'm running a 10 K or if I'm running a five K, I am putting out 12 minute miles. So I have hired a little running coach. Actually, he's, he's an ultra marathoner of all things. I'm sorry. I'm going to digress here. Oh, that's fine. I think it's amazing. Well, I didn't know that's what he was when I hired him. I hired him because he was local and he um, owned a local shoe store, but he has since parted ways with his partner and he has gone exclusively to uh, training athletes. So anyway, I'm in a Facebook group and I'm in there with all of these ultra marathoners and I'm just like, how did I get in here? Like what? So I think I get extra special attention from him because I am his, um, I am his, unique client for sure. Just trying to get my best 5k. So anyway, I'm translating my confidence into self-confidence because I'm going to trust myself and I'm willing to feel all the feelings. And, and that's, you know, the commitment, the desire, the, 
Oh gosh, what else do I need to get out there and run? Well, you know, I was thinking that this is this is a great example of confidence because your brain is not even going to the thought that I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking if I were in a Facebook group with a bunch of ultra marathoners, <laughs> all the self-doubt would be, you know, knocking at my door. Really? And you didn't go there. I did not go there. I mean, I was just, I mean, in a minute I was like, what? And then I was like, well, dang, and that's, I'm getting all the special attention. Like I really, I stand out in this crowd. <laughs> and what an amazing way to look at that, right? I never thought of it. Yeah. But that's really that, how I that, you know, that's what, that's what you get to access. You get to throw away that self-doubt. I'm not good enough. I can't do what all these people are doing and just access what's, I mean, the fact that you get all the special attention. I do. And I have to, I have to give a stand up for runners. Runners are probably my most favorite people on the planet because they truly understand what you're going through. Ooh, I could get emotional. Like I'll never forget, you know, how people cheered me on in my first half marathon and all, and all the things they're all, they wait at the end of the line for you or they're yelling in the middle. And so I, I had no reservation. I think that's where that confidence came from in that yeah. group is that runners are amazing. Like as a whole, there's not, I've not had, I've had zero bad experiences. And that's the thought that you chose. Runners yeah. are amazing. They are. That's a fact. <laughs> there's probably a few out there that aren't, but yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. I, I say that, but I'm, but I'm joking, but you know, we have access to those kinds of thoughts every day. Mm -hmm. Women mm -hmm. are amazing. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> but yet we go into workplaces or you know our families or whatever and we have squabbles because that's not the thought we're choosing that's true I know I see the point you're trying to make I was being silly but no yeah, we could choose when we go in we could think oh my gosh I gotta work with so-and-so or choose you know what I'm going in there today and I look, I get to work with her and she challenges me and I am learning things. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, so way back in time when I was 27 years old and I won, um, the, um, young business person of the year, young business woman of the year award for the little home hometown that I lived in, which didn't have, I mean, we're talking 15,000 people. So, um, but I won this award and I had to give a speech. And so I, I have lost the speech along the way. I wish I still had it, but I talked all about how as women, we need to reach down and lift each other up mm -hmm. rather than stepping on each other to, and to get, yeah. And over the years I have thought at times that was such a naive speech, but now now I've come back around to it, you know, 22 years later. And I thought, you know, that wasn't naive. That was me accessing a really wonderful thought, right? Yeah. Because and we have a choice. Go ahead. I was just curious how old you were when did you? 27. Yeah. 27. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's really. In a way, I was very naive. But I think also I was accessing the best version of me. 
the confident version of me that I could reach down and lift other women up and that women would reach down and do the same for me. And really along the way, I can find examples. I can find evidence for both. I can find examples for women reaching down to help me. And I can find examples for people stepping, women stepping on me to get where they're going. Mm -hmm. But today I choose those examples of reaching down and helping, pulling me up so that I can reach down and pull somebody else up. Right. Because th that makes you better too. It does. And it makes the spirit all. of helping someone else. It makes, yep. Yep. So we have our choice every day of what thought we want to access. Mm -hmm. Why not access something beautiful like that? Mm -hmm. Why not access runners are awesome people and they're going to be su there supporting me. Mm -hmm. It's available to us. We just have to choose to think those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm getting a little lesson here today. I love, <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow, that is so true. But I hadn't thought, you know, in the, in the old me, you know, a few years ago, probably would not have felt that way until I experienced running and the, the people and developed a deep connection for, for the running community because of what they gave me. Well, let's talk just, just for a minute about, because self-confidence is being willing to feel any emotion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that, that can be tough. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the thing that comes to mind and Brooke Castillo on one of her podcasts on uh, self-confidence uses, and I think, there isn't anyone under the age of 20 or who hasn't been through public school or private school or any type of school, public speaking. Like, you know, I remember in a psychology class, like people put the fear of public speaking above death. <laughs> and so the, the ability to feel any emotion and having confidence to go speak, but even if everyone in the room hates your speech, having the confidence the self-confidence to know that you've got your own back. And the worst thing that's going to happen is to feel your feeling. And I know what I was supposed to talk about was the selfies. Oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get, I think we're getting there. Okay. Um, but what, what is that feeling that they're afraid to feel when they're, they're right. I think the lowest one, maybe humiliation, I think humiliation and, you know, disappointment. Um, and then it's of course what you make it mean. That's where you, you get in the weeds with your emotions. Yeah. But if you're willing going in to think, you know, I have some great things to say and there's some, if, even if I hit just one person, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's that sense of, I am so sorry. Um, yeah. I, I worked on my slack. I, I can help you. <laughs> I need to turn that off. Um, but I have, um, had several, I mean, when, when I was younger, giving a speech was just the ultimate embarrassment for me because I had to get up. Um, and I made it mean that, um, well, I had a lot of, I had a lot of feelings of, uh, I wasn't worthy because of my weight. Mm. And you know what, looking back, it didn't matter what my weight was. That's mm -hmm. what I always, it was, they're going to think that I, I don't look good. 
the story you were telling yourself. Yeah. 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 And as I have grown as a public speaker, I mean, I do it all the time. That that's one of the things that I consciously let go of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have realized number one, I have realized that most people aren't even thinking about me. They no. aren't thinking about the way I look. No. They're too focused inside their own heads. Yep. Yep. And here's the thing. So recently I had an opportunity for, um, I wouldn't call it public speaking, but, um, you know, speaking in front of a virtual group of uh, 800 plus women and, you know, letting go of owning the feeling of anxiety, knowing I was going to be anxious going in, but I was, I was self-confident because I, because I had dealt with the emotion, like the fear of going in was actually greater than the fear of the speaking. Yeah. And um, it was it was a real progress moment for me to um, have the uh, the thought work behind me and to witness myself through both of these phases of just knowing it was just it's just a feeling in my body and the story I'm going to tell myself is is going to how is how I'm going to come out on the other side of this. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, my brain did, it wanted to afterwards. It wanted to go, you know, Oh, you did. Oh, you should have. And I was like, no, no, no. You showed up, you spoke, you, you said words. That's it. <laughs> Moving on. It was great. <laughs> yeah. You have, I mean, that's your choice to access that feeling and why not? Why yep. not say that was great. Yep. Yep. And it, it was. was amazing. So now let's talk about that challenge. Well, we want to challenge everybody too. To oh, the selfie challenge. Yes. Okay. So let's see if I can get this right. So to have, you know, we were talking about women taking selfies and there's some data out there, which I wanted to go down the bunny trail just for a second. Okay. If you're public speaking, I heard this latest data came out that like in 2012, the average span of concentration was like 12 seconds. We're talking about the impact that our phones and computers and living online. And now it's down to like 10 seconds that people can't sit in the discomfort of being with themselves. So just know if you're public speaking, you're probably <laughs> your audience <laughs> on their phone. So distracted. <laughs> You're the only one. You're just speaking to yourself. So I needed to, I thought that was just super interesting and relevant, and relevant to what we're making it mean whenever everybody else is so distracted. Yeah. So back to the selfie challenge. Um, so how many selfies before you post on your Instagram or Facebook, Sonia, how many selfies might you take of yourself before you get the one you want? You know, most of the time I end up not even posting them, but uh, I would say easily I do six. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I would probably take take a couple angles and, you know, double, you know, making yeah. sure. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm very selective <laughs> which one I'm going to choose. And so the challenge moving forward, so where this is leading to is, we would like to invite our listeners to take a picture of yourself, one, one picture, one, and have the self-confidence to know you can look at it. And the worst that's going to happen is you're just going to feel your feelings about it. 
and see where your brain goes. Yeah, because that's how you looked in that moment. In that moment. Mm -hmm. And you can decide that the way you looked was beautiful. Absolutely. Or, I mean, whatever feeling you want, you looked determined, you looked courageous, you looked beautiful and just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And decide before you take it. That's the key. You got to decide before you take it. I'm going to keep this one. I'm going to post this one. I'm going to love the way I look. Oh, you know what we should do? What? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go. I probably should do it when we get off here. I'm going to get my phone and take a selfie with this in the background and post it. How about that? Perfect. One shot. One shot. Perfect. Okay. So what's your big big takeaway from today? Feeling feelings? Yep. That we, we get to choose them and we get to, you know, the worst thing you're going to feel is humiliation. I have so many, many stories of humiliation simply from falling because I'm not a very graceful person. (laughs) And, you know, I was mortified the first few times it happened when I was younger. And now I just laugh at myself. I'm like, yeah, I have, I have trouble walking. It's my thing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, my big takeaway is, you know, I, I think I still, I love leaving everyone with knowing they're worthy. Yeah. And I think there's so much room for growth from that acceptance alone that you are worthy. And we believe you're worthy. Yeah, exactly. And you get to believe you're worthy too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, my friend. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you next week. I'm Sonia Green from soniagreencoaching.com. Judith Fender, uh, coaching soon to come. (laughs) See you later. Bye.